This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Hello, welcome to the Mark Podcast. Today we're going to be talking to Darlene Brock, and a lot of our conversation centers on the next generation. So we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about some fun books that are out that will help you as you disciple and minister to the next generation. So the first one, you may have heard of the author. It's Mary Margaret West. (laughs) It's me. Yay. Tell us a little bit about your book, Mary Margaret. Oh, gosh. Um, Y'all, this is like the weirdest, craziest thing I'm pretty sure I've ever done. Um, (laughs) But the... uh, a lot of 2018 was spent um, writing this book. The book is called Show Her the Way, um, Your Guide to Discipling Teenage Girls. Great and title. Thank you. Thank you. I really do love it. And and honestly, the whole book is aimed at just those, like that simple thing is just to show girls who Jesus is, show mm-hmm. them the way, um, and, and do that by our lives, by the ways that we invest in them, the way that we have conversation with them, the way that we lead them, whether, whether you are a mom of a teenage girl, or maybe you're a girls minister or a, a small group leader, Sunday school teacher, um, or you just, maybe God has just put a teenage girl in your life that you're mm-hmm. pouring into and investing in. Um, you know, the book is, is 10 chapters and it just kind of walks you through a pretty practical way of of, of navigating relationships and conversations and why, you know, really honestly starting out with why discipleship is so important and what it is. Yeah. Um, because the thing that I feel like the, the more that I studied God's word in the last year to, to dive into this topic and just to learn more about discipleship mm-hmm. is just that it's something that God asks of all of us. Yes. You know, it's not a like, Oh, well she's really good at discipleship. So that's her thing. Right. Um, but they were all called to make disciples mm-hmm. and, um, I think that looks different in different stages of our lives, depending for some of you who are home with kids, like your primary discipleship job right now is to disciple your kids. But yeah. even for some of you who have kids, like God has also put other women and young women into your lives for you to be discipled by and for mm-hmm. you to be investing in. And so honestly, it's a really practical take and just, you know, it asks you a lot of questions, you know, as a reader um, throughout the book on, you know, just what how this applies to your life, your time, just kind of where you are in this season of life. And so it was really fun because honestly, I, so much of it was written around the women that have invested in me. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, it's, for me, it was a really sweet way to honor a lot of those women, yeah. some of whom I named in the book, some of whom I didn't because I couldn't right. put all of them in there. But if, as I started thinking back on my entire life, there are so many women who have said, let's go to coffee. Like, I'd love to spend some time with you or that, that I asked them that question and said, mm-hmm. Hey, could I, you kind of pick your brain. Could, could you just, I'd love to spend time with you. You know, would you be up for that? Like, could we go to lunch or whatever. And that just said yes to God's call in their life to invest in a younger woman. And I'm, I'm so grateful for, for those women. My mom was the first and foremost one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she let a lot of other women speak into that too. And so I'm really thankful. And, um, and so it was, it was really fun to work on. I've never done anything like this before yeah. in my life. It's a huge problem. I know. And the cover is so pretty, y'all. Oh, gosh. Like, if nothing else, just at least go take a look at the cover because it's just beautiful. And our friend Sarah Sperry here at the office designed that. And um, but it just was a fun, a really fun project that I feel like the Lord had been burning on my heart for a long time. 
to put some of these thoughts down on paper and to, to not just tell you my story, but for you to begin to write your story or to interject in wherever it is that you are, um, along this path that God is, is, um, laid out before you just that you would take whatever next step that is into showing girls who Jesus is. Cause that's, that's what it's about at the end of the day is yeah. us just saying, Hey, we want to point you towards Jesus and all that we say and do. And as we're learning along the way, we can do that for other, other women, other girls. And so, um, there are girls in your life who need you. And mm-hmm. so I hope that some of you may be this is a, a call to you today to be obedient, um, to step up to do the thing that God's called you to do. So we'll link to it in yeah. the show notes and all that kind of stuff. But um, but I hope that you guys will take a look. Yeah, we're excited about it here in the office. And another book that's similar mm-hmm. about as far as discipleship um, is Candy Gallaty's book, Disciple Her. Yes. And uh, we're excited to dive into this book Um when you're listening to this, it's already been out. But when you when we're recording it, we haven't had a chance to read it yet. So yes. we're we're really excited about it though because it's such a a good topic. Like Mary Margaret was saying, disciple discipleship is like kind of one of those churchy big words that we use all the time, but we don't necessarily know what it is or if we're doing it or yeah. how to do it if we're not sure if we're doing it. And it's actually something that we've been talking about on the blog this year. 2019 is kind of like our discipleship year mm. um, because we heard from a lot of y'all and you want to know how to disciple the other women in your life, the young women in your life, the teens, the kids, everybody, um, yeah. and how to disciple your peers and how to be a disciple yourself. And so we're really excited to look at this book with Candy, um, and it's called the subtitle of it is "Using the Word, Work, and Wonder of God to Invest in Women." Mm, I and love I just that. really love that. Me it's too. So, it's so good. So we're excited about this. It looks like it has um, some very practical tips on how to disciple anybody in your life. So women in all those stages, like yep. Mary Margaret had talked about, and just like what is our place in carrying out the Great Commission, and how do we do it if we're busy? Yeah. And so I think that's such a practical mm-hmm. question to ask and and candy provides some really good answers as far as like okay here's like an actual like game plan yes for you as a busy mom as a busy single person who's like works 40 plus hours a week yeah. however whatever your life looks like here are some ways that you can actually invest in the people around you and show them jesus like yeah. mary margaret said mm-hmm. and, and i just i love i've gotten to know candy a little bit over the last few mm-hmm. years and this is her heartbeat it is and yeah. it's what she and her husband robbie do all the time through replicate ministries and um and i love that part we were flipping through a copy of the book that we just got today um and as i was looking at the back like it just literally gives you like an example of like a discipleship group yeah. covenant you can walk through, you know, how to journal your time in the word and, and just some other reading plan. Yeah. Like super helpful. And so I think if you are at that point where you're trying to gather a group of other women around you, you know, that are, that are peers or just another group of adult women, this would be a super helpful resource for you. And so I know she's put a lot of herself into this project and, um, and I can't wait to sit down and read it just to challenge me. And, um, and so I hope that you guys will take a look at Candyality's book, Disciple Her as well. And it says um, that this is meant to be used as a point of reference. So even after yep. you read it, you may go back to it and be like, what is it that she said again about mm-hmm. how to work this into my schedule? Or what was that covenant that yeah. she suggested? And so you can kind of go back and this could sit on your shelf for years to come and yep. be all marked up with mm-hmm. dates and people's names and times and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think for, for both of these, it's one of those where like, 
I think the worst thing in a sense that somebody could say after reading it is like, oh, well, that was good. Yeah. Because it's like it's meant to be these things are meant to be helpful and to be tools and resources that you won't just read it once and put it back Mm -hmm. up on your shelf. But it'll like you'll read through parts of it and go, okay, let me do something with what I've just learned and and picked up. And then let me come back to it later and take the next step. And then also let me give this to this other person that wants to disciple her daughters or disciple her, um, you know, mentee or however However it plays out, but I feel like this is one that you'll you won't just buy one copy of for both of those books. I don't think you'll buy just one copy. You'll buy one, you'll read it, and then you'll be like, Oh, I need to give this to my other to somebody else. My other leaders in my church and my other um friends and family that are working through how to disciple others. Yes. So we're really excited about these books and we hope that you will pick them up. And you can go, like Mary Margaret said, to our show notes and we'll have them both in there, links to those. Yeah. So absolutely. now on to our conversation with Darlene. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mark Podcast. We are glad you are back listening with us. Yes, this is going to be a good episode, I think. I know we've been really, this has been on our calendar for a while It now. has. I know. And so, and I think um, our guest today is one that maybe some of you are familiar with. She is is an author, a blogger, a podcaster herself, um, but she was new to us. And so we've been really excited over the last couple of months just to kind of get to know Darlene Brock from afar. Um, mm-hmm. But Darlene, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here, ladies. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here. Um, would you mind just telling our, you know, us and our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Mm, sure. I, you know, I, I knew you were going to ask this and I'm like, well, I'm a thousand years old. So what am I going <laughs> to encapsulate? Um, but, you know, I, I, I am an adventurous person. I left home really young, did things like join a commune and I worked in the music business and I got married and I had two daughters and all of it kind of blends together, bizarrely so, but <laughs> yeah. really, really lovely, actually. Yes, I have like a thousand follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were we were looking over your website because, like Mary Margaret said, we haven't had a chance to meet you yet. And so we were looking at your bio, and I was like, I mean, she's done so many things. And so um, I'm excited to hear more of your story as we, as we talk through some of these other questions that we have for you. Um, but we love the name Grit and Grace. So your podcast is, is kind of Grit and Grace, and then um, that's on your blog as well. And you talk a lot about embracing both of those things, grit and grace. And so what do those terms mean for you? Mm, Yeah, I I started the Grit and Grace Project a few years ago, and then this Grit and Grace Life podcast, my co-host Julie and I do. And the whole premise behind it is that it it is for strong women and those who want to be, which I believe that we are both of those things on any given day. Someday I think I want to be strong, and other days I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the two words Grit and Grace seem to encapsulate that for us. Um, grit being that we do believe, I do believe that life challenges will happen to you, but they don't have to defeat you and they don't have to define you. The things Mm. that you experience in life aren't the definition of who you are. What you do through the process, that's what builds who you are and who you become. And then grace, which I cling to every single day, you know, we say it is for ourselves. We start there and for others, even when it's hard, because I think sometimes it's easier for us to give grace to other people than it is to give it to ourselves. So we roll all of that together and thus the grit and grace project. I love that. 
I do too. And just, and I think those two words sometimes feel so opposite of one another, yeah. but just that we are called to be women that, that uphold both of those characteristics, I think mm-hmm. is, is really key for us. And, um, you know, and I think there are probably a lot of women listening today who are, are in that situation that you mentioned of like that we're not defined by what we've done, but by, mm-hmm. but truly by who we are and these experiences that we've had, but it's not all, you know, it's, I think we want to put some labels on ourselves sometimes that aren't necessarily the way that the Lord sees us because of some things that have gone on in our lives. And so I love just the hope um, that comes with what it is that you're, that you're sharing and doing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm a big believer in that because you know, so many things are moments in our life. They aren't, they aren't who we are. They're things that we've experienced or we've been forced to experience or, you know, something that's just been thrown at us in life. But that, that one particular thing doesn't define us or should not define us. And we shouldn't allow it to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, you know, and one thing that I feel like was so evident as we were getting to know you online is that you have such a great relationship with your daughters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's for me as somebody who works with, with teenage girls and their moms and their leaders all the time, I love, um, I love that that is something that you talk about a good bit and that you really have built into and invested in. And so, you know, what advice would you give to a mom of young girls or of teenage girls, you know, as they are, as they're raising daughters? Oh, well, let me start here. I, I, <laughs> Right now, I can say absolutely, I have an amazing relationship with my daughters. I have adult girls now, mm-hmm. um, but when they were 13, there would be times I'd look at them and go, you're going to hate me for the rest of your life. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like my mom said the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's that's not true. And I think the way we managed it between us and me taking the lead as the mom is that I never disengaged. Um you know, it's like even when we were going through bumps that mother and mothers and daughters do, it's like, I'm just not going to give up engaging. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be listening. I'm still going to be part of your life. Even when you're trying to shove me out, I'm going to find little ways to get back in yeah. because you're, you know, you're finding your wings. You're, you're needing to become independent because you're growing up. But at the same time, I'm going to stay constant in your life and in, in any way that I can. And it's paid off. That's awesome. I love it. And you know, what would be some of those things, just some additional things that you would encourage moms who are kind of just in the thick of it right now. And, you know, maybe they're looking at their 13 year old daughter or maybe their seven year old daughter and just Mm -hmm. going, you may hate me later for this or (laughs) whatever it may be just to stay the course. And why, why does it matter so much? Because they will need you. They're going to need you at different points. And if they feel, if it feels broken, then they're not going to come around. They're not going to engage with you. They're not going to come to you when they need to come to you. So, you know, some of the practical ways to me is almost like being incognito in it where you go, all right, we're having issues right now and we're not going to create some scenario where we're together right now and we're going to table this. But there's this concert next Saturday night that I'm going to buy tickets or we're going to take a road trip and we're going to go stay in a hotel together, just me and my seven year old or my 10 year old or my 13 year old. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to create a fun day and no pressure. I'm just going to let you chatter the entire time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, it kind of uh, diffuses whatever's going on. It's like you have to just create some scenarios outside of the things that you may be dealing with that, reconnect you. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. We used to, I used to work at a children's camp and we would have days where we would do the girls' nails. And one of the things that my director said that year is he was like, people can't run away when you're holding their hand doing fingernails. And so <laughs> he was perfect. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Get so he's like, we have so girls. many, yeah, we have so many great conversations just sitting there doing nails. Cause it's like, they, they have to essentially talk to you because you're doing their nails. You have their hands. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Uh, so what were, you said, mentioned that now your adult, your daughters are adults. So we have a lot of women in our audience who are raising adult kids or they have raised adult kids. Um, it's still a process, I know. And so what are some of the biggest challenges of having adult daughters? And how would you encourage women who are in a similar life stage? Hmm, I think that what's really important is to remember your young adult life. The fact that you had to figure some things out for yourself. And if you had someone being your mother constantly over your shoulder, instructed you on how to do it, it didn't go well. Um, Whether it was how to clean your kitchen or whether it was what job to take or Mm -hmm. how to raise your children or, you know, finding a good man or not. You know, um, you, you just have to be careful as a mom of adults and you have to allow them to find their own way. And honestly, pray about when am I speaking into their lives and when am I not? Mm. When am I supposed to say things and when am I not? And it's amazing. God can keep your mouth shut and God can open it at all the right times. And so being sensitive to that so your adult daughter feels confident that you're going to have her back when she needs you to. And even as grown-up daughters, they need you to. Yeah. You know, um, and I love that. And Cause I think I was one who just kind of pushed back on my mom, but I knew that she was a safety net for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I'm grateful now that she provided some opportunities where she just said, you can blame this on me. Like if your friends get mad, you know, like g- throw it off on me if you want to, yeah. but this is, this is what we're going to do. And, and I think she just always, you know, gave me that room to kind of grow and learn, mm-hmm. you know, in which now I, I, I gained so much respect for my mom in those mm-hmm. ways. And that now we're such good friends as adults, which is a, a really sweet season of life. And, but I think had she tried to be my friend when I was in high school, going through some of those hard things, I think it would have been, it would be harder now to be like to have the kind of relationship that we do. And so that's something I'm always trying to, you know, listen for what moms are saying and how they're, how they're, you know, just walking through, um, childhood years, teen years, college years, all of that as things change. Cause Mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy. Yeah. And I know with my mom, uh, when I was like fresh out of college, she just asked me sometimes she would be like, do you want me to help you fix this situation or would you like me to just sit here and like let you cry about it yeah I mean she would just straight up ask me and Uh it was great because there were times when I was like okay I'm ready to fix it help me fix it or and then there were other times that I was like I don't want to fix it like just help me to like just sit here and and you know stroke my hair or whatever (laughs) um to help me get through this as I cry about whatever it was you Mm -hmm. know jobs or whatever yeah um I love Wisdom from your mom. That was great. Yes. yes. Uh, how would you challenge or encourage women listening who do not have daughters of their own? So we do, we have a lot of women who are listening in every life stage, people with little kids, people with adult children. But what about the people that don't have daughters of their own? How can they, what can they do to help their friends and their family to raise great girls? 
You know, some of the most amazing influences in my daughter's lives. I, I mean, I, I do believe and hope that I, I had an impact on them, but some of the best things they learned came from other women. Mm. Um, because there were times and there will be times that your daughter, I, I mean, you don't, you don't want your child unless they have a reason in life that they're transitioning something, you don't want them to be a 30 year old living in your house. Right. So your goal is for them to become independent, self-sufficient young women. That's your goal. But to do that, there are times where other women are important to speak into a need that they have to help guide them in a quest that they're pursuing or doubts or fears that you may not be able to address so I would encourage other women that you're as or more important on some issues than the mom is because you will have a voice that is unique to these girls yeah. that their mom aren't going to, is not going to be able to do or say. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh yeah. And I think those, those types of women in my life have been, you know, after, after my, my mom, you know, just some of the people who have influenced me the most because Mm -hmm. they were affirming and saying the same types of things, Mm -hmm. but there were seasons in life I needed to hear it from somebody other than my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely right. Oh yeah. And it just makes me want to encourage those of you who are moms of girls, um, to, to let other women speak into your daughter's life, you yeah. know, to give them permission, give your daughter permission and give those other women permission. Cause I've, I, I, I know a handful of women whose moms deal with jealousy when it comes to other women speaking mm-hmm. truth into their lives. And while, you know, I do believe that moms should be that, you know, parents should be that first line of defense. Um, but the, like you're saying, Darlene, that we need these other voices mm-hmm. speaking in and we need some other people saying the same things just in different, different voices and different ways and in different methods, um, than maybe we are. And I'm grateful that my mom was one who did give women permission and gave me permission to listen to um, other wise women in my life because I think it made a huge difference. Well, and I think as mothers, it's easy to feel a little possessive or protective, but instead of looking at it as competition, look at it as a vacation. You're taking a break. Someone else is filling in for a little bit so they can help out. And then when, you know, your child learns what they need to learn, when your girl has gotten the information she needs from this other source, She's richer. You're better. You've had a break. So appreciate it. Absolutely. And it's good. It's also a privilege for the person that isn't doesn't have daughters or maybe doesn't have daughters yet or in in the same stage of life as your kids. I think about I have friends who let um, me call their kids my nieces and and we're not related by blood, but they'll call me Aunt E. And I just love that. And I love that I'm be able to speak into their lives. Uh, right now, they're little kids. So it's mostly just me coming over and making gingerbread houses with them. Um, <laughs> but I look forward to the days when I am more taking on more of a mentorship role. Yeah. And um, and I, I can't wait to be that kind of aunt as well. So I'm excited about that. And I think that's something that we need to keep in mind as well is that it's beneficial to your kids and you, but it's also beneficial for these other women in the body of Christ to to be able to speak in and be a part of your family in that way. Yeah. So good. Well, um, Darlene, you know, I, you know, as you kind of like threw out at the top of the episode, <laughs> just some of your you know, own personal experience and just kind of where you've come from, you know, how, what has that journey looked like for you as a woman, um, as a Christ follower, you know, just being obedient to the Lord who's called you to do a, a number of different unique things throughout your life, you know, kind of, would you mind sharing a little bit of your story with us? No, not at all. Um, 
I was one of those rebellious teenagers who grew up in the church and decided that that was just way too restrictive for me. Mm. Um, you know, the rules just could not apply. So I needed to go out and pursue adventure. So, you know, two weeks out of high school, I basically left home and started a pretty silly life for a season. Um, because I'm an extreme person, you know, I went from that and, you know, making some bad decisions to my generation was the generation of communes. Okay. We, we shared, we had some places where you could share everything. Mm -hmm. And I decided I would go from one extreme to <laughs> what then was a Christian commune. Okay. okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to run from God. No, I'm going to go live with a bunch of people and um, say, I am following God and figuring it all out. And, you know, truthfully, the Lord used that experience it was like my Bible college because we spent a lot of time studying God's word. And, you know, I learned how to grow vegetables and <laughs> can food and, you know, run a house of girls and take in runaways and, you know, just a whole different life experience. Um, but at the same time, I believe I got a little full of myself a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm a super Christian. I have all these things figured out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, came the day where I was completely uprooted from that life and ended up um, running a campground and from that we took in runaway kids. And then from there, uh, went to work in the music business. I got hired by who became my husband to go work in Christian music. So none of this seems jointed at all. None of it <laughs> makes a lot of sense. You know, when I look back, I think, how did all of that connect? Um, but the reality is, it was God threading my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was him taking every single part of this to make me ready for the season after I got married to work in the Christian music business where what we did was we, you know, we, we may, I managed Christian bands, um, rock bands, rap groups, you know, we had a record company, I produced music videos, all of that, which worked for my mind, because my heart was blended between the runaways who were lost that I met in the commune, the Bible that I learned, the road that I took as a young girl, and the gospel that had impacted my life, that I worked in an industry then that I believe created a bridge of all of those things mm. for me to feel comfortable, you know, presenting the gospel in an original format. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. I always love hearing how God weaves together different stories and then you end up in a place that you're like, I would have never imagined that I would be here, but this kind of makes sense um, looking back in hindsight. So that's a great, a great testimony to God's faithfulness throughout all kinds of situations. <laughs> yes. Well, one thing that we always ask, and we wanted to ask you as well, and you may have touched on it a little bit, but we would love to know, like, what is a moment or a person or a place that has marked you in your faith and in your walk with Christ? Mm. You know, it's ironic to me. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I think what has really marked me and my my faith and my relationship with Christ is not the good. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a good thing. It's a great thing. But I've had two things in my life when I was younger, and then until recently, that have been challenging. Um, when I was younger, I had a muscular disease that God chose to 
to heal me of that was very, very difficult. And then I grew up with a challenging mom. I grew up with one that was, was, you know, a little bit difficult. And I look back and I think God taught me so much strength Mm -hmm. and so much grace for, you know, those circumstances and those situations and gave me compassion and understanding that I wouldn't have had had I not had those challenges. I would not have chosen to invest in my daughters in the way I did without my mom. Mm. I wouldn't have um, done the things or pursued the dreams that I did without knowing that your health can be taken away from you. You know, I I did so much of what I did based on the the difficult things that drove me to complete what I did and go where God wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. And just I love too just the redemptive factor of of the fact that you took what what I think a lot of women would let you know, you took a difficult situation where maybe the, it wasn't the easiest relationship with your mom and, and didn't turn around and do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but you just said, Lord, you know, I want you to, um, to direct me as a parent and as I am, am a mom to these girls. And, um, and I think that that's a beautiful story because I, I my guess is that there are a lot of women who are listening today who are in that same situation right. who are going, I didn't grow up with strong parents or with mm-hmm. a strong mom. You know, how on earth am I supposed to know what to do now? Right. And um, how would you encourage those women, you know, who just are in a similar situation where you, you know, just the way you grew up? I, I absolutely believe you don't have to be defeated because you didn't live it. You have to go, I know what I missed and I'm determined that I'm not going to have that with my daughters, that I am going to choose a different road. And at the same time, I think you look at your mother with grace because you suddenly yeah. realize this job of motherhood is a little <laughs> bit challenging. Right. You know? It's, it's not the easiest job we've ever taken on. And, um, you know, you go, okay, I get why sometimes you handled things the way you did. I don't mm-hmm. choose to, but I get why you did. So I see you through different eyes. I see you as you are as a mom from a mom's point of view. So I think you gain, gather all of that, mix it into your parenting style and feel confident that you don't have to repeat the same things that were done to you, that you can choose to handle your relationship different. You can choose to build an, a loving, open, communicative relationship with your daughter, even though you may not have had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard the phrase before uh, that we're all just like sinners raising or raised by sinners. And so we just need a lot of grace. And it's only through the grace of Jesus that any of us are able to function in a way that is not sinful. So um, it's the I, truth. Yeah, yeah. So I love that, you know, give yourself grace and, and give your mom grace too, because she's a sinner too. And we're all just in this together, just yeah. trying to do, uh, trying to be more Christ like, which is. Definitely a lifelong pursuit. So, um, yeah, I love that. Well, Darlene, it has been great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah. Oh, it's been fun. I appreciate it, ladies. Yes, Absolutely. We will, we will link to, to Darlene's website, to her mm-hmm. podcast, um, to her, her book, book um, on the show notes today that you'll be able to find online at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. And um, we will see you guys next time on the next episode. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Hyman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.